As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Late night Midnight on the interstate I didn't feel so great Until I saw the city Welcome back to Straight from the Source. Thanks, as always, for tuning in. If you're not an Athletic subscriber, theathletic.com slash straight from the source will get you in for a buck a month for 12 months. That's the current promo going on till the end of the month, so definitely get in on that. Buck a month for 12 months by going to theathletic.com slash straight from the source. My guest today, always a fun interview with uh, Andrew Height, the Wilds Director of Team Operations. Um, Every Wild fan knows that listens to this podcast um, that it's always a must listen listening to uh, Andrew Height. We actually recorded this in Philadelphia the other day on his birthday and um, very cool announcement that he is uh, really fronting right now. And that's the organization of the Wild uh, Alumni Association. And they'll be announcing that on Monday um, at a press conference at 1130 a.m. A bunch of celebrities in town. Um, and it'll be a really cool thing that the Wild are going to be doing um, really for the foreseeable future. And it really kicks off Monday night against the Seattle Kraken, where um, th- this is really cool. But Mark Roberge, who I'm a huge OAR fan, the lead singer of OAR, he's good friends with Andrew Height and Grammy Award winning guitarist Corey Wong. They're going to be doing during the second intermission, a two song set during the uh, Wild uh, Kraken game. They're also going to be doing a bunch of interviews throughout the day with me, with ESPN, with Paul Fletcher from Cities 97, also on Twin Cities Live as well, um, to really promote and kick off 
the start of the Wild Alumni Association. And the Wild are going to start to really, over the next three years, honoring a lot of their past um, and a lot of their 297 alumni that have played for this organization, 40 that live here in the Twin Cities. It's going to give them the ability to um, come to Wild Games, be honored in front of fans, um, you know, stay in touch with each other in a database that they're creating on this app, have all sorts of events, um, and eventually, the hope is that this is going to culminate maybe in year three or the 25th anniversary of the Wild of in some sort of ring of honor that they're going to start. As we know that Miko Koivu was the first Wild player last season to get his number nine retired. Well, um, you know, it's, it's time to maybe start to honor a lot of people that maybe don't have the pedigree to get their number in the rafters, but but absolutely have a footprint um, in this organization and, and start to honor those people. The, the Alumni Association big event that's going to really kick off is it's going to happen this summer. And there's three really neat things that's going to happen July 7th and 8th. One is a VIP event down at the Pantages Theater with a bunch of celebrities, a red carpet event, food, drinks. Um, then an alumni, uh, a celebrity hockey game. Um, and it's going to be called Crazy Game of Hockey after the song a Crazy Game of Poker by OAR. And it's going to be this alumni game that's going to be down a tree rink. And then it's going to end on the July 8th at night at the Armory where OAR and Corey Wong are going to each play a full set of songs uh, with special guests as well. The alumni game, is to the celebrity game, is going to be really, really cool. So there's going to be basically Team OAR and Team Wong. Mark Roberge of OAR... Miko Koivu and uh, Ryan Carter will serve as captains for Team OAR, and Corey Wong, Jared Spurgeon, and Nate Prosser will be captains for Cor for Team Corey Wong. And all sorts of players are going to be playing in this event, uh, from Nicholas Backstrom to Pierre-Marc Bouchard, uh, Matt Cullen, David Nubnik, Kyle Brodziak, Darby Hendrickson, Mark Parrish, Clayton Stoner, and Thomas Vanek. Um, also, Alex Golgowski, Ryan Hartman, and John Merrill. These are just uh, current uh, pl uh, play uh, or or. Uh, actual confirmed pl players are former players that are playing in the game. Um, you know, it's going to expand as we get closer to the game. But then some of the other celebrities and former hockey players include uh, USA Hockey's uh, Hannah Brandt, Natalie Darwitz, and Hillary Knight. Zach Delpy, who used to play for the Wild. Ben Lieber, Joe Maurer, uh, Randall McDaniel, um, which is really cool. Um, Mike Madano, uh, Greg Ostertag, uh, Drew Stafford, Tom Reed, uh, Jamie Hirsch, a um, bunch of people uh, coming in here as well. Uh, Natalie Friedman, a comedian, uh, Richard Ahn from OAR. And again, the additional celebrities. And it really, honestly, there could be three or four by Monday by the time this podcast is out. Uh, very notable names uh, that I know of that are going to be uh, potentially confirmed uh, by Monday. But Really cool thing that the Wild are going to be doing is start to honor their past here as we get to the uh, 25th anniversary of the Wild in the next couple of years. So uh, definitely take a listen to this Andrew Height podcast to explain everything that's going on. Um, tickets will start to go on sale for the the three pronged um, all access um, events that will happen July 7th and 8th later today at 4 p.m. So stay tuned to where you can get those tickets. But tickets start at $300. But again, you get into the VIP event on July 7th with all these different celebrities as well. Um, you get into the hockey game at Trier Rink, and then you get to go to an OAR and Corey Wong concert at the Armory, which is going to be just really, really neat. So um, hopefully everybody and all that, by the way, the money 
uh, the proceeds go to the Minnesota Wild Foundation. So, um, but again, uh, I'm excited for this because that's the one thing that has been really neat just being on the NHL circuit the last couple of years and watching like the Philadelphia Flyers bring in players every single game or the San Jose Sharks or you see Rings of Honor going up in other buildings and just players honored all the time. I think it's about time that the Wild, who have just a really cool history of just really good players and good people that have played uh, or coached or managed this organization to start really um, honoring their past and what he has taken the forefront of this uh, thing. And it's been a long time coming that they've been, uh, you know, putting this together and announcing it in terms of the wild. Um, you know, a uh, tough game in Philadelphia the other night, but they wind up getting a point, losing a shootout where they clearly were maybe played their worst game in, in several weeks, um, then come back and had sort of a sleepy game against the Chicago Blackhawks, but they played the game the right way, um, didn't give up a lot of chances by any stretch, and then eventually they broke through with Ryan Hartman's breakaway winning goal with one eleven left, and then an empty net goal by Freddie Goudreau, another good game by uh, Philip Gustafson, who since February 9th has the league's best goals against average and save percentage and he is 8-1 and 4 in his last 13 games. The Wild 14-1 and 4 in their last 19 games, 5-1 and 2 without Kirill Kaprizov. And now they get into the final 9 games of the season, but also um really to me, the hardest part of their schedule the rest of the way. And they have, if you look at the Dallas Stars and Colorado Avalanche, the two teams that are jockeying for position to try to win the division, uh, they have by far the hardest schedule. Um, Dallas only plays two teams the rest of the way um, that are currently in a playoff spot. So they are still, even though they had a really poor loss last night against the Vancouver Canucks, this is a team that uh, looks like they have uh, what it takes to win the division. And if that's the case, the Wild are going to wind up playing the Colorado Avalanche almost certainly in the first round of the playoffs. Now, if the Wild win the division um, and the, and they could go a long way toward maybe doing that by beating Seattle, then you can wind up playing the Kraken in the first round if the Kraken stay in that seven hole um, and the Wild, uh, you know, if they won the division, don't actually go and chase down Vegas, who's on fire right now, um, to, to win the uh, conference. The Wild have two games against Vegas, which adds intrigue to that coming up as well. Um, but the team is playing uh, mostly well, getting really good goaltending from Philip Gustafson, uh, really good goaltending from Marc-Andre Fleury, with the exception of probably the Philadelphia game. Um, and they're doing this with players out of the lineup. We all know about Kirill Kaprizov, who has missed um, the last eight games, 5-1 and 2. Um, but also, I mean, in that period, Jake Middleton's missed time, Jared Spurgeon has missed time, um, you know, Jonas Burdine's missed time, uh, Klingberg's obviously out right now, and yet they've had the depth to to really overcome that, uh, that type of, uh, those type of injuries. The one I'm still concerned about is Kaprizov here, because he's not skating, um, he's not coming on the upcoming road trip. So at a minimum, that tells you that three to four week window, he, it's going to be after four weeks, most likely, because he's not going to be practicing with the team if he's not on the road. And four weeks is that following Wednesday, I believe, uh, which is when they get back from the from this upcoming road trip. Um, and this injury, you know, uh, again, it's a lower body injury. Um, it, it's, it's a tough injury and, um, you know, other players on the wild in, in the past, I'm trying to be a little uh, cagey here because the wild have uh, not announced what it is. Um, but I have my suspicions, but other players in the past have had this injury. And even if he's back on the ice, the question is, how does he look? How does he feel? Um, because other players that have come back prematurely from this injury in the past, um, you know, it, it sometimes looks like they're skating on one leg. It's, it's, um, it's not a knee injury. I could say that because, uh, Bill Garen has publicly said that. Um, but 
you know, a little bit of a concern there. We'll see what's going on with Gustav Nyquist. He's getting closer. He's now practicing with the team. Um, he's, which is always the way that things progress with the wild is now, uh, when he eventually goes on the road, will he now get contact? And then could we see him after the road trip, uh, in the wild lineup and make his debut? And we'll see what happens there because again, um, the wild, uh, have a lot of players right now and they had a healthy curl Kaprizov back in the mix and a healthy Gus Nyquist back in the mix. And next thing you know, uh, they're going to have to make some very, very tough, not only decisions on who comes out of the lineup, but who plays where in the lineup. Because obviously, if Kaprizov's back in the lineup, you have Kaprizov, Hartman, Zuccarello not changing. You have Johansson, uh, Erickson, and Boldy not changing. So now Nyquist comes in the lineup. Uh, he's, you know, and a lot of times in his past has been a top six. One has to think he's going to play third line left wing uh, next to Freddie Goudreau. So who goes on the right? Is it Brandon Duham? Is it Oscar Sundquist? Is it Marcus Foligno? Most likely it's going to be Marcus Foligno. Now what that does is it says that on the fourth line, you have Connor Doerr centering who? Is it Mason Shaw? Is it Brandon Duhame? Is it Oscar Sundquist? Is it Ryan Reeves? Obviously, I think we know that Sam Steele is going to be an extra. But uh, Mason Shaw, who's a very key penalty killer, most likely comes out of the lineup for Brandon Duhame, who shouldn't probably be on the fourth line anymore, but he almost certainly will have to play there. And then on the right wing, do you put Oscar Sundquist, who's won a cup, has a playoff pedigree, or do you put Ryan Reeves, who's gone on long playoff runs and has played really well, especially of late for the Wild, and was acquired to add an element uh, to this team? My gut still right now says that Duhame and Sun and and Reeves are on the fourth line to start the playoffs next to Dewar if they're healthy, and that most likely Mason Shaw and Sundquist would actually start out of the lineup. But again, we'll see. And again, we're gonna we're gonna see here. Uh, the, the Gophers went to the Frozen Four, but when their their uh, season is over, over, hopefully with an NCAA title, Brock Faber will be signed. Will the Wild give him a game or two before the end of the regular season? Remember, he is also playoff eligible, but it is not the Wild style to just sideline um, guys that have been in their top six or top seven all year long and just put Brock Faber right into the playoff lineup. So most likely, the top six are, is going to be obviously Middleton and. Spurgeon, Brodine, and Dumba. And then your third pair is probably going to be Goligoski or Merrill, um, um, and, or, you know, or cl- with Klingberg on the right. So uh, that's most likely what it's going to start. Addison probably in the press box with Faber to start the playoffs. That would be my guess. My guess right now on the game one starter is Philip Gustafson. Um, that's just a you know gut feel, just the way that he's been playing all year long. And I don't want to say the Wild learned their lesson last year, but I definitely think that they're going to go with the guy that deserves it most to start the playoffs. I think anything else that's going on, it's Sunday that I'm recording this. The Wild have a call today with free agent Jason Poland of Western Michigan, led the nation with 30 goals this year. Um, they are they are trying to recruit him. They don't know how many uh, teams are in it. I do hear the Wild are considered a finalist, and they're making their final recruiting pitch to Jason Poland today. Um, I reported yesterday that Jack Parrott is going to most likely, or not most likely, is going to return to college at St. Cloud State. Um, played really well in the uh, NCAA regionals, the, the little bits that I watched as well. So it looks like the Wild, again, have a ton of defensemen coming and Jack uh, impressed obviously we know his USA hockey pedigree and things like that um, other things going on Matt Boldy's just playing unbelievable right now as I mentioned the eight goals 
um, in the eight games now without uh, Kirill Kaprizov in the lineup, 12 points in that stretch as well. Um, had a little bit of a tough time, ch- you know, checked really tightly against the Chicago Blackhawks, um, but played uh, really, really well up until that game. Uh, Ryan Hartman gets the big goal the other night. Still not very happy with the way that him and his line is playing. They're a little frustrated right now. They obviously miss Kirill Kaprizov. Um, Goudreau, after a really tough game in Philadelphia, um, uh, played much, much better as well. And so, uh, you know, things are things are rolling right now, but things get tougher with this five games in a row against teams in a currently in a playoff position. Uh, without further ado, let's get to Andrew Height and the grand announcement about the Wild Alumni Association. But first, here's a word from our sponsors. Looking for an assist with your credit card, but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Well, as mentioned, really happy to be joined by Wild Director of Team Operations and Services, Andrew Hyde. And uh, we like to have Whitey on uh, two, three times a hockey season to talk about all the things uh, that Wild fans just eat up about the team and travel and all the stuff behind the scenes, but we're picking a really cool day to do this podcast because a huge announcement that you've been working on for months, Whitey. Yeah, I, I know. I think the season has been so busy. Um, I feel like if we started a pod now on everything, you know, we haven't been able to sit down and, and chat. So I feel like that'd be a, a two or three hour session. So we might have to cut it shorter than that. But yeah, we have some really <laughs> exciting news coming up. Um, it's been a project I've been working on for quite some time. And um, we're, we're getting ready. And, and actually, today, we're going to announce that um, the creation of the Wild Alumni Association, um, which we're really excited about, um, you know, really, you know, looking back and, and looking at our history over the last, you know, 23 years and, and, you know, building up to our 25th anniversary as that's coming up and, and looking at the list of players and, and people that have been a part of this organization. It's pretty incredible. Um, and, and we just want to recognize them and, and give them opportunity to get back into into the organization and give back to the community. And a total of 297 players have appeared in a wild uniform. 40 of them currently live in, in Minnesota. And, um, you know, this is something to this sort of organization is uh, we're going to be hitting 25 years here soon. And uh, it is uh, one of those things where I think that the organization is trying to, you know, one, give back to the alumni that played for them, but start to honor them in really cool ways. And this is going to be a two or three year plan that you guys are actually putting together that might culminate with something really cool? Yeah, you know, I, Billy G being, you know, a former player and alum himself, he recognizes how important it is um, to really embrace, you know, the players who came before us, right? None of us would be in our jobs today if it wasn't for the alumni and and the, and the people and, and players before us. And, and yeah, it's, it's a pretty, pretty built out structure that we have coming up. And it's a, I look at it as a three-year plan. 
um, just to make sure that we're dialed in and, and ready to go as, as the years go on. Um, anything from, um, you know, events, both community, corporate community, um, or, or marketing events that they can be a part of, as well as just, you know, getting the guys back together. You know, that camaraderie, if you talk to former players, that's the biggest thing that they miss is, is that camaraderie, the back and forth between their teammates and, and giving them, you know, events or dinners or, or, you know, pickleball tournaments, whatever it may be to just get back and, and one, you know, rekindle some relationships and two, you know, make new ones. Um, like you said, close to 300 wild alumni would are going to be invited to this and over 40 are local, which, um, as you know, you know, most days my phone is blowing up, <laughs> um, constantly as, as current and former players are texting me or reaching out. And, you know, that's where we thought it was smart to bring it in under hockey operations and really allow them kind of that main same channel that they've always used and, um, know, know someone and trust someone that they can help out. And you're really going to kick off the Alumni Association this summer with a really, really neat uh, thing that you're also going to be announcing today uh, during a press conference all throughout the Twin Cities on Twin Cities Live on Cities 97, The Athletic as well. I'll be sitting down with them. But a Crazy Game of Hockey, it's a charity event that's going to be going on uh, this summer with OAR, the lead singer of Grammy. Uh, you know how big of OAR fam I am. Uh, Corey Wong and Mark Roberge, the, uh, the lead singer as well. Um, tell us about this game that's going to be going on this summer and, and uh, also how fans are going to be able to get tickets. Yeah, so I, you know, I've known OAR, the, the, the band now, for close to 10 years um, and gotten really close with a few of their band members, including Mark, um, over the last six or seven years. Um, and about eight weeks ago, Mark texted me and said, hey, call me when you can. I have an idea. And he, he reached out to me and, and we, we connected that next day. And he said, you know, I'm in the studio with Corey Wong. Um, the Grammy-nominated guitarist from Minneapolis, huge hockey guy as well, just like the whole band of OER is. And they're like, we want to do a celebrity hockey game. And um, Mark and I have talked over the last three to five years about trying to do something, whether it be a marathon or a 5K or a, a concert. We just wanted to somehow work together. And so finally, all the stars aligned. And um, I'm, you know, I, I informed him that we were getting ready to announce the Wild Alumni Association. And, and so then our brain started to spin and we put together this this big weekend coming up um, July 7th and 8th. Yeah, and one, one of the cool things, I remember you brought them in one day, and Zach Zal Dalpy, that used to play for the Wild, actually came in, went into your office and played guitar with those guys, right? Yeah, when Delps was here, he was actually injured at the time, um, and we had finished morning skate, he had finished his rehab, and he, you know, he came in, he goes, you know, hey, Whitey, do you want to go grab lunch? And I said, well, actually, a couple of my buddies are in for, you know, playing a concert, and they're going to come out and skate. Um, for a couple hours and he, he asked who and um, you know him being an Ohio State guy I, I told him that Mark and and Richard from OAR were coming out and his, his jaw just dropped to the ground and so we had a fun day of interaction there and and even uh, with with Zach being part of the Florida Panthers right now, he already has the invite, and it looks like he's coming back for this event as well. So uh, July 7th, there's going to be an exclusive VIP event that will kick off the weekend at the Pantasia Theater with uh, OIR, Corey, and Mark as well, as well as other musical acts as well, um, which you could talk about in a second. Then at 12.30 p.m. on July 8th at TRIA, the Wild uh, Practice Facility in St. Paul, teams will be made up of current and former Wild and NHL players, celebrities, and musicians. The game will be include... Uh, three 20-minute periods with 16-minute intermissions. Mark, uh, Ryan Carter will serve as captains 
of Team OAR, and Corey Wong, and Nate Prosser will serve as captains of Team Corey Wong. And uh, first of all, how can people get tickets? It actually goes on sale today? Yeah, it goes on sale today. Um, the general public can have tickets, um, can purchase tickets on online. Um, we'll have all of it you know, pumped out through our digital channels and on on our website. Um, but it's a three event ticket for three hundred dollars. Every you know, proceeds go towards the Wild Foundation as well. Um, it is it's those three events you talked about. It's the the Friday night VIP event. It's a red carpet entrance event. Um, we have Yam House performing. Um, we have Tiger Lily Gold as the headliner act, which is a country pop artist. And then we have Natalie Friedman, who is a a Minnesota-born comedian who's based out of L.A. now doing a stand-up act as well um, with Mark and, and Corey emceeing the whole event. Wow. Um, as it is for charity, we're going to have live and silent auction. We have some really cool packages that actually relate to um, the game the next day that people can can bid on. Um, if you want to be a coach for one of the teams, see how much that money, see how much you need for that. Um, you know, there's just some really cool packages that will be part of it as well. Because at the end of the day, we want to get together and and you know, celebrate hockey and celebrate Minnesota. But at the end of the day, it's all about charity and, and raising money for the Wild Foundation. Yep. And the weekend concludes with this. Uh, this is crazy. It's July 8th, Saturday night at 7 p.m. Uh, concert by OAR and Corey Wong at the Armory in Minneapolis. Uh, really cool. Do you, do you, can you say any other uh, players or celebs that will be in the game or maybe uh, initial plans of who will be in the game? Yeah, absolutely. Um, like we are. We're announcing it today and and we're, we're close to being two two teams fully fully suited up so um you know we have a big chunk of wild alumni coming back for it as it's being put on this is our first big event guys like pierre marc bouchard is is traveling in nicholas backstrom from finland um we have thomas vanek um nate prosser ryan carter miko koivu um you know it's the the list goes on and on nick schultz danny heatley um, all wow. these guys are, are excited to get back and see each other, um, as well as some current guys, Alex Goligoski, John Merrill, um, Jared Spurgeon, you know, they're all wanting to be a part of it too. Um, and then we get to the musician and celebrity side of it. And, you know, we, we put this list together as we're brainstorming and we're like, who plays hockey, right? You know, and, and we've partnered now with a, a few people from Barstool Sports who are coming. Um, and, and you'll, you'll see all the names in the release as it comes out. But, um, you know, Joe Maurer, Mike Madano. Andrew Zimmern, um, you know, ties to Minnesota, but on a national level as mm -hmm. well. And, and they're going to show their skills off as well as Mark Corey and, and Richard on are going to suit it up as well. Yep. So Don't you have an actor or am I, uh, we have a couple as well too. Okay. We want to leave a couple. Okay. Um, we have a really unique way to pick these teams. Um, we're looking at doing a four round draft. Okay. Um, you know, once we're four months away, so mm -hmm. each month we will do a, a draft round and put eight people out there and, and we'll go every other on, on the teams and, and fill these teams up to, uh, to be ready to go at 1230 on the 8th. We, we kind of teased it at the beginning and the whole goal is that, you know, there's going to be a two or three year project. Uh, um, uh, the thing that always intrigues me are stuff like Rings of Honor and things like that. We saw Miko Koivu's number nine go to the rafters um, this year as well. Um, do, do you think that is going to be something that's going to sort of be in the plans here? You know, as we as we established the Wild Alumni Association, we're building out the board of directors now. Um, and yes, that's definitely in the conversation. And I think that's going to be the first big piece of, of you know, that we attend to the the information that we attend to and see where we're at. And, and you know, that's that's the goal. Yeah. And you'd have a whole committee to type uh, pick them and, and things like that. And uh, but it's all in the standing in the planning stages. There's no real detail yet. Correct. Yeah, we'll we'll get there once the board of directors is, is filled mm -hmm. out and and figure out what type of 
you know, balloting system we want to use and, and who's, who's eligible and, and a, a, you know, count system as well. So I think there's a lot of pieces that are undecided yet, but we're starting with plenty of time to be ready to go when we, we want to launch. I'm good with it as long as Nate Prosser is the first one inducted. <laughs> but it's got to be in the pros box. It can't be like in the lower bowl, like around the ring or something. Like It's got to be in the pros box. Um, and you're going to run this whole thing, right? I mean, uh, you, you, like there's not going to be a Captain Nico Koiver running the Alumni Association. It's Captain Andrew Height. Uh, I don't like to use the word Captain Andrew Height, but yes, I General. will be, I will be um, the, the board of directors for the Alumni Association. Mm -hmm. And and really, I know it takes more than just me, right? It's a full board. It's a full team. It's the alumni. It's the wild support. It's it's um, Craig Leopold. It's Matt. It's Billy, um, all supporting our main goal. And and you know, I'm just kind of the one that keeps things moving with it and see how creative we can get. And you're actually developing an app, or you guys are having an app to sort of get everybody involved in in the alumni association that that uh, they'll be able to see everything from phone numbers of each other to different events going on. Yeah, that's, you know, with, with the alumni now being scattered all around the world, right? It's a little different than having a, a team of 22 in the locker room that you can go in and talk to each day. We have roughly 300, like we had mentioned, all over the world. And mm -hmm. what's the best way to communicate with these guys? And so we teamed up with Teamworks. Um, it's, a, it's a scheduling app that a lot of teams have, have moved to. Um, and we're getting on board with that with our alumni. And it'll be everything from scheduling to a database to events, um, any any information we need to pump out to them, they'll get notified immediately and and just really start that communication from an alumni level. By the way, we're recording this on a, on a Wednesday. What date is this, by the way? The 22nd. 22nd. How do you know that? Uh, it's my birthday today. Yeah, yeah. Michael, Happy so birthday. Thank you. I like to keep that under wraps. <laughs> but as I got on the bus today from, um, you know, we, we took, a, took the train from mm -hmm. Uh, Hoboken to Philadelphia today. I got on the bus and our captain Spurgeon was definitely the first one to speak up and let everybody know that it was uh, was my birthday. So my train left right after your train at, at Newark Penn Station and Dame Mizutani, the Pioneer press writer, and I are sitting next to each other and the train's starting to go by and the first person we see is Spurge. And Spurge just looks out the window with that little smile and just waves to us. And everybody else just looked. Like, you just know. Like, Dan and I were just laughing. Like, it was just so fitting. If you had to pick one player that would actually look at us and actually say hello, it would be Spurge. Uh, yeah, usually, you know, I get a headache um, with, with things that go wrong. But everything went so, yeah. so smooth today. I had to text my hotel contacts in Philadelphia and say, hey, we're arriving 35 minutes early. I hope you're ready, yeah. which they all were. But um, I'd, I'd rather take that stress than some of the, the negative ones that, you know, come across at times. Um, is like, I'm, I think the Wild fans are always fascinated by your job. And hopefully Wild fans have listened to the four or five or six podcasts that we've done before because they're really entertaining and interesting um to just how uh, some of the fires you've had to put out literally and figuratively and and all that type of stuff um i think people are shocked that like i think they know that you could fly delta charters and all you know the like 70 percent of professional sports teams and college teams do but i think people are actually shocked that you could actually call amtrak or via rail and say hey i'd like a charter train <laughs> to get me to from newark to philly or montreal to ottawa or something yeah that's actually a good point michael we when we were leaving minneapolis um to fly out to hoboken um we were i was talking with my delta contacts and and one of them asked, how are we getting from, you know, New Jersey to Philadelphia? And I, I said, yeah, we're taking the train. And they kind of looked at me like, 
you guys are just getting on the public train. <laughs> and I said, no, we have, you know, we have a, a charter train and the, yeah, they were even blown away and they're somewhat in the industry. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's fun. It's a different way. This is actually the second time we've done it this year. We did it from Montreal to Ottawa um, earlier this season. It was definitely a different landscape. Um, you know, as we were going through the, <laughs> the, the countryside from, from Montreal to Ottawa. And this time we were going from New Jersey to Philadelphia, but you know, definitely guys, a different landscape. Guys enjoy it. You know, guys yeah. play cards. You know, they watch movies. They do the same thing that they do on a plane, but it's just a different, different vibe, and um, really kind of gives it gives them something to look forward to. Yeah, it was really neat. I mean, just seeing you guys take off there. Yeah, the, just the 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 front where you know the they they uh and then they go like two or three cars behind rather than a giant you know Amtrak t- train. Um, pretty cool. Um, let's uh go through the year because people love this type of stuff and actually let's let's go from reverse um you had to be very thrilled that that yes last night's game against the new jersey devils started on time yes i will say that i think what was it it was the friday of of um thanksgiving that you're referencing yeah i think last year um 2022 20, 21 was that oh, yep. gosh that was yeah, already two yeah, years ago it feels probably yes. to you like it was yesterday but um, uh but yeah it was it was last season but but pretty much you know, 18 months ago yes. where the Minnesota wild held up a national hockey league game <laughs> yeah, all we, because of Andrew height. No, I'm just, we, kidding. um, we we're staying in lower Manhattan, midtown area. And we had two buses going and, and the, the staff and media bus was pointed North and they went through the Lincoln tunnel and we were pointed the opposite direction. So obviously we went towards the Holland tunnel, um, within two blocks of, of our commute, there was an accident that we could see at the, the mouth of the Holland Tunnel, and um, all lower Manhattan got gridlocked. NYPD wasn't able to help. Um, I wasn't able to help. Um, I, after two hours of sitting there, I was on the phone with Billy G, and and you know he had to call Bill Daly and, and request us to push the game back. It was uh, not ideal, um, but you know at one point the the players just hey, just like me, it's like there's, it's out of our control, right? Mm-hmm. So they made the most of it, and I, I, the league was willing and, and able to push the game back a bit, and we got in. We got a quick stretch and uh, a pregame skate or uh, you know warm-up, I should say, and um, we ended up winning the game. So yeah. all is good at that point, but uh, it was definitely a, a stressful time. Yeah, and not shockingly, the team stayed in Hoboken this year. Um, so, uh, but let's now go back to last summer. Um, let's start off with uh, Kirill Kaprizov. I mean, you know, I know that I've had Chris O'Hearn on this podcast, and I've done stories about this, and I know he was integral, and, and Billy Jean integral getting uh, Kirill back here. It was, uh, you know, two years in a row where you get, you were part of getting uh, Kirill here in very different ways, uh, The you know, the first time after his contract was signed on the eve of training camp and he was in florida and you had to get get him and billy up here on a private jet um this time just getting him back here from russia and going to turkey and things like that um you know again a lot of this stuff has been uh, public but from your perspective uh what was your role in in that whole uh, saga you know i was just i was in the wings waiting whenever billy and chris needed me mm-hmm. i was there to to assist and and from a logistical standpoint and you know, there was times where I, I took an extra step back and I said, you know what, I'm just going to wait this one out. And, yeah. and if they need me, they'll call me. Um, but yeah, there was some definite long nights. Um, I was actually in Nashville for our industry meetings. And there was one night that I was on the phone from, I think, 10 p.m. till 4 a.m., you know, with with his agent, with Homeland Security, with, you know, customs people. And we were just trying to navigate through it all. And, um, you know, I think I'm, I think we're all glad that that's in the past now. And 
and Krill's here and enjoying himself. And, and um, yeah, that's one that it's it's probably good to put on the resume, but you never want to put it on again. Yep. Fast forward a month and a half. So you get him here in August. Now training camp starts. Uh, and uh, one of the fun things that you guys do as a team almost every season is go on a little team retreat uh, dur- during the end of training camp, between training camp and the start of the season. Sometimes you go to Duluth. Sometimes you've been to uh, Vail, Colorado. This time you went down to Iowa. Tell us about that. Yeah, we went, gosh, doesn't that seem like it does. years ago? It really but, does. Um, yeah, we went down to Des Moines, Iowa. Um, we played a very elite golf course there. As you know, Dean and our coaching staff is is big into golf. So we put together a fun match with everybody. Um, and we stayed at a local resort down there. Um, and another piece of that was we were able to do an open you know, fan practice in Des Moines at Wells Fargo Arena um, where our, you know, farm team, the Iowa Wild play and, and really give back to them as well and, and bring the big club down there for all their fans to see. So um, it was just another one of those team building um, ideas or, or team building options that we were able to do to, to get the group close. And, you know, this is my ninth season now. And this honestly, I can say this group of guys is, is closer than I've ever been around. Yeah, it, it's very clear in the in the locker room uh, every single day. Um, so two, three weeks um, after uh, that, uh, maybe a month, no, a month and a half, uh, you guys trade for Ryan Reeves. And that's one of the things I think fans eat up about every time I have you on here is just, you know, you getting a player from point A to point B when they're traded. Uh, the Wild just made a bunch of moves at the trade deadline, and guys like Marcus Johansson, Oscar Sundquist, uh, Gus Nyquist, who am I forgetting? John Klingberg. Um, any any fun stories of just getting these guys? I mean, first of all, Reeves was crazy. I mean, he was out in Anaheim, and you had him there by the by like, that night. Yeah, he was uh, there to give yeah. fist pumps that night, I think. It's crazy um, after a victory. But yeah, we it was a busy trade deadline, um, as we all know. And and again, I'm just waiting in the wings for when Chris and, and, and Billy need me. And um then it's 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 funny how quick you know the 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 trade deadline approaches and it's similar to the regular regular season or training camp, right? It's it's prep, 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 go time. And with the trade deadline, it's it's you know, the the conversations are always had and but then once that clock ticks towards that deadline time, it seems like everything kind of height, you know, gets amped up and and hit it's go time. So we um, you know, I was ready to go with all those moves and you know, with with Jojo with Johansson, it it helped with him being, you know, with the club previously. And even when I, I called him, I said, you know, this you're gonna make this one easy on me. <laughs> and he kind of chuckled a little bit because I had his whole family's, you know, folder still intact. And um, but it's good. It's really good to meet the new guys, and every single one of them is fitting in well. So, you know, from a character standpoint, kudos again to our our brass up top. Um, you know, so Klingberg obviously he was able to get to Calgary on time. Oscar Sundquist uh, got trapped in a blizzard in Detroit. Um, you know, from your perspective, there. The Wild are expecting him to play in Calgary. Obviously, that's not happening. How does that all get back to you? And then, what do you do to sort of make a make it make it work to get him uh, with the team? Yeah, you know, you always like to have the trade deadline at home, right? Yeah. It makes it a little easier. Um, but this year, we were in Calgary, which is even another different element crossing the mm-hmm. Canadian border. Um, but yeah, the, Sunquist was in in Detroit, and you know, I got it all booked. Everything was set. I had all three or four guys moving in the right direction, and and Oscar was on the way to the airport with his girlfriend and he calls me and he goes, Hey, it's, you know, FYI, it's starting to snow bad. And as he did that, I was refreshing all my apps on my, my computer to make sure all these flights were on time. And, and as he said that his flight got 
got bumped 50 minutes and I think he had about a 50 minute layover um, in Seattle. And I said, turn around, right? It, it, there's no other option. Um, it, it, I'll alert Dean and Bill of the situation and, and it, it didn't work out, but um, a lot of that's out of my control, right? Mm-hmm. Just like other stuff, if the weather, you know, it comes up, it's it's nothing we can do. So um, overall, though, it was a very smooth, um, smooth week. If from your perspective on a trade deadline, if the, if the player is being traded from a Canadian team here, that that creates a problem uh, from a work visa standpoint. Well, like it, all these guys were, you, you know, based in U.S. teams. Would it have been different if they were in Canada? Yeah, it depends where, you know, who we who we trade for or who we trade from, right? Mm-hmm. Like um if they're a Canadian citizen or what their visa statuses are currently and and so yeah, we had we had no issues on that side of things. Do you uh I mean, you, like we were joking before about how you waited in the wings on the whole Caprice thing. I mean, there got to be times where you and Chris, well, Chris O'Hearn has a legal background, but there's got to be times where you're just like, hey, man, this is just kind of like way I would know way too much about like governmental like, you know, uh, situations and things like that when it comes to visas and all that type of stuff. You know, I guess you can look back at the nine years and say, what are the the top four things that I'm like, why am I doing this job? Uh-huh. Right. Um, and you learn, right. I, I'm, I'm, I would like to say I'm a quick learner. I'd like to say that I'm a, an intelligent human that I can adjust on the fly. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, uh, one would have to be when Chuck called me and said, Hey, you're doing instant replay. Yeah. Right. I did instant <laughs> replay for three years while I was managing the, the operation side of things on a nightly basis. Um, the whole COVID thing, um, you know, the pandemic, um, being the, the club's compliance officer, right. You learn a lot of stuff from a medical standpoint that you thought you'd <laughs> never even know. Um, and yeah, I guess from this standpoint too, the, the legal side of, of immigrations and, um, just trying to work around issues like this, you, you definitely learn stuff that, yeah, I guess I'll put it in my back pocket because you never know when you're going to use it again. And you're booking musical acts, which brings me, by the way, we, we <laughs> dropped to me, what should be, we're burying the lead here that, uh, that Mark and, and Corey are actually playing a concert, uh, during the Seattle game, uh, on yeah. Monday. Yes. Um, I know we, we talked about the tickets going on sale Monday, which, mm-hmm. um, this is running on Monday. So, um, Seattle seven o'clock game. Both uh, Mark and, and Jerry from OAR flying in for the day, along with Corey Wong. And we have a full media day planned throughout. And um, yeah, and we're, we're going to do a, a live performance in arena during second intermission um, that night. So um, we're, we're testing out our new Panther sound system that we put in at the start of the season. And I think there's only two big bands that actually travel with that, one being Metallica. So mm-hmm. I'm excited to see what the sound um, comes out as. That's awesome. Um, let's go back to trades for a second. You know, a lot of times when trades happen, people always wonder when you get guys from point A to point B, what is the team's responsibility versus not the team's responsibility? And you guys actually go way above what the CBA even requires you to do from, you know, bringing uh, family in to flying players home uh, to go get their stuff and things like that. Uh, what is the team on the hook for when a trade happens? Like bring us through sort of like, all right, you, Ryan Reeves, you call him, you're getting him to Minnesota. Now what's next? You know, it's all about eliminating the, the extra noise, right? Eliminating mm-hmm. the extra work that these guys have to do. Um, if you put them in your own, put yourself in their situation, they are literally uprooting their lives, moving to a new city, a new team, a new boss, a new coach, and expected to to come in seamless, 
um, not to mention the personal side or the the personal side of it. So um, that's where I, you know, really hopefully step up and, and allow them to focus on, you know, adjusting from a team standpoint and um, anywhere from, of course, flying them in, but um, housing, moving their personal belongings, um, getting them set up with vehicles if they don't have them, getting their vehicles transported here, um, really all that stuff that keeps them moving on a daily basis. Um, and then on the back end, it's all about making sure that the, you know, their financial you know, banking is set up, their immigration is checked off the list, um, and really connecting them with connecting the dots with Tony DaCosta, our head equipment man, um, you know, Sickman, our, our PR guy, John, our medical guy, Harder, our, our strength guy, and making sure each one of those guys need what they need from them as well to make sure that it's seamless. And, and you know, as, as these guys come in, Tony needs to make sure their equipment is dialed in just like they left their last team. Or mm-hmm. John needs to make sure that there's no underlying medical issues that they need to be aware of. Or, you know, Sickman, you calling Sickman and saying, hey, I need an interview. It's, mm-hmm. it's keeping everyone on the same page. Um, let's uh, go back a little bit to a couple of fun things that you've also done this season. One was Banff. Uh, tell everybody, or not, it was it was not really Banff, right? Can- it was like Kananaskis. Yep, tell yeah. us about that. Um, you know, it was when a little we cold, sat, I heard. It, it was. When we sat down at the beginning of the season, um, I think everyone at the table agreed that we'll have a couple times this season where we have, a, we, we have the opportunity to stay on the road um, as for team building activity. Um, and we did. We went up from Calgary. Calgary and went to uh, Kananaskis, which is a mountain lodge um, about 45 minutes north of the city. Um, and we had a a fun, you know, team building activity up there. It's supposed um, to be like the amazing race outside, yes, but you yes. wound up having to move it inside or is that? No, the, oh, we okay. did it outside okay. and it okay. was cold. Um, okay. But it was like one of those things where I'm like, well, are the guys going to buy into this? Are they mm-hmm. not? And sure enough, that bell rang and they were, you know, they were all dialed in and they were all wanting to win. So that was fun. Um, and we spent a couple days there and then we just finished up with a trip in Arizona. We had an extra off day there where um, guys golfed, guys laid by the pool, um, guys went to baseball games. It was just a good off day, but, you know, another team building activity yeah. where they could just relax and get to know each other. And it was it was perfect timing because it was right off the after the trade deadline, too. So yeah. um, the new guys got to really meet their teammates off the ice. Uh, let's reverse a little bit from the uh, from the Arizona trip to, to the father-son trip that you guys did in January. You went down to, was it January? Uh, yes. Yeah, I wasn't even there. Um, Florida and Tampa. Um, you've done a bunch of these, uh, you actually call it a guest mentor trip. Um, I was at the Oscar game a week later and a bunch of my contacts that use that work for the Panthers, whether it's equipment staff or NHL security, they, they say that every team does a father son trip or a mother trip or some sort of trip down in South Florida all the time. And that yours was by far the most well-run and, and classiest, which I thought, was, you know, it says a lot about the, the work that you put together personally um, and Billy Guerin allows uh, for you guys to do. But tell us about that trip, some of the fun, really cool things that you guys did. Yeah, it's one of those where, you know, you, you call it a guest trip because, you know, some people don't have yeah. fathers or, or mothers anymore. So it's it's a guest trip. You know, people brought their brothers, their their cousins, their uncles, um, their mentors, their father-in-law, father. So it was a good group. I think we we broke a record. We had 104 people on the trip. Wow. Um, which was a little bit much to to manage, but it went. It was a it was an incredible weekend. You Did know, you we get, had, just get a bigger plane for that, or we 
they met us in South Florida. So, okay, right. Um, we had to get a bigger plane from Florida Fort Lauderdale to Tampa. to Tampa and then from Tampa to Minnesota because I'd say three-fourths of them flew home with us um, back into Minneapolis. Right. So, um, yeah, we had a, a we had you know high-end cocktail hours on the beach. We had a full you know full spread dinner, which was was fun. And and Craig was able to join us as well. Um, so he you know he was able to address the group and just really show his appreciation as mm-hmm. well. Um, both Billy and Craig were were very appreciative of everybody there. And and yeah, it was a fun week to get to know some of the the guests and. They took a private cigar tour while we were in Tampa. Yeah, I know. I was really um, upset I didn't go on this trip. It was it was a fun weekend. Yes. Yeah. And uh, horse horse on, in South Florida, uh, some people went to Gulfstream. Some people went deep sea fishing. Some people went golfing. Yeah, uh, it was it was three different options that that you know everyone had an opportunity to do. Some went deep sea fishing. I, I am definitely glad I didn't go there as the waves were extreme that day. Yeah. And, um, but then a, a large group of us went to the horse track. Um, of course, we know Kevin Gorg is is deep into to horse horse racing and and very knowledgeable. So he helped set that up, and and then a, a big group went golfing. Yep. So um, it was just a fun day to again shut off hockey and enjoy our family and friends. And by the way, I set that up. Just you know, <laughs> on the I record. gave him the yes, number. Perfect. Yeah, um, on who to call there because actually, I mean, the the guy that runs Gulfstream now, Dave Joseph, is one of the great columnists ever. Covered the Florida Panthers with me, um, and uh, yeah, I gave, and Gory actually made a tip sheet for everybody as well. Um, by the way, the one time in my life that I went deep sea fishing it was in Cabo, and let's put let's put it this way, I will never do it again. We did catch some like yellowfin tuna and stuff, but man, did I get seasick <laughs> like for eight hours. At one point, I like yelled at the captain to freaking hit the gas and get us back because I was so sick. Yeah, I think that's about the theme of that. There, uh, the group that went out on the, yeah. the water as well. Of course, so. the do- yeah, doors playing with a shark. Uh, <laughs> I think you should not do that. Anything else? Anything else fun that's happened this year? Yeah, we're just really excited. Um, you know, as we push towards the playoffs here, mm-hmm. and, and like I said, it's a group of guys that it, it's a unique group of guys that yeah. um, they have each other's backs, and it's it's fun to be around every day and. And hopefully something special comes of it. It is really interesting because you are at that time of year where you're getting rid of the playoffs. And I know the way that your brain works. You're already thinking, all right, who's the opponent and how do I set everything up? I don't know the dates yet, all that. Type. And and here we are again, the wild. You could be playing Colorado, Dallas, Winnipeg, Calgary, Seattle. I mean, it really is. Like if you win this division and you wind up playing the seventh team, I mean, it could be one of who knows how many. Yeah. I'm- I mean, you really, It's it's probably a... A, a fruitless exercise to just be figuring out, try to do your travel now. Currently I am, I'm talking to four different cities. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, each, each day the, the o- equation changes and each day that the, um, you know, the plan changes and, and we just got to be ready to go. Yeah. Um, when ready and, and it's just all about communicating with yeah. my contacts. Perfect example is after the, after the New Jersey win the other night for an hour and a half, you were in the top spot in the division and, our, I will say this, uh, Michael. I do not change that quickly. Where yeah. which plan I'm on? I'll let it. I'll let it marinate a little yeah. bit. Uh, lastly, just back to the alumni association. I mean, we t- we talked a little bit about it, but just one, how excited that you are that this is finally starting to really become real. But two, just how important is it for the Wild to show their appreciation to you know its past history? We've we've been in other buildings where you know last year or two years ago we're in San Jose and they're bringing somebody out to drop the puck. Mike Ratchy, I think it was, and we've seen that in other buildings, you know. Uh, as well. Um, but finally, it just feels like the Wild are now 
now uh, doing that as well. And this is not a expansion team anymore. This is a team that's hitting year 25. Yeah. And soon. I think that's where the conversation started. We're, we're going to be 25 years in soon. And, and we have a rich history. We have a, a, a strong alumni core, both local and worldwide, that want to be a part of it, that are, are proud to be you know, the, the Minnesota Wild alum. And looking at the next five to seven years, too, of those players that have come and gone, we have a great group that will retire and hopefully retire back in Minnesota. And, and if we're, you know, set up and ready, it'll be an easy transition for them to be a part of it. And, and really it's just not only giving back to the community, but allowing them an opportunity to get to get back with their teammates and, and get back to that camaraderie, like I said earlier in the pod, um, and just be, be a hockey player, you know, be a teammate again um, from yeah. an alumni standpoint. That's awesome. And uh, man, great job. I can now, you, you're going to have to keep me in check from geeking out with OAR. You know how huge a fan I am. I probably see him in concert eight, nine times uh, between Madison Square Garden to Red Rocks to Minnesota. Um, got to hang out with him. They'll never remember this, but I hung out with him on the top of the, the Union Bar in downtown Minneapolis after the Basilica Block Party once with Paul Fletcher, Corey and Benji, the bass player, and Mark as well. Um, so you're gonna have to keep me in check uh, during this podcast that I get to do with them uh, today. Um, so I'm really excited about that. Uh, happy birthday, man! Thank you. Yeah, yeah I got to uh, ride a train for it today, and, and nice. probably enjoy a nice Philly cheesesteak for dinner. Yep. And your appetizer was being on the straight from the source for like the tenth time. So <laughs> uh, really appreciate it. Happy birthday again, uh, and really looking forward to covering the alumni association and see it kind of uh, get into fruition here. Awesome. Thanks, Michael. And here's a word from one of our sponsors. Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Well, my thanks to Andrew Height for joining this week's edition of Straight from the Source. Always fun when Andrew is on the podcast. And if you've missed my other podcasts with him, just go back in the archives on uh, wherever you listen to your podcasts or the athletic podcast area of the uh, app and the website, because he always gives great, great colorful behind the scenes stuff um, on the things going on with the wild big week for the wild ahead. They play five straight games against teams that are currently in a playoff position starting Monday night against the Seattle Kraken where our Mark Roberge, the lead singer of OAR and Corey Wong, the Grammy nominated uh, guitarist will be doing a intermission uh, concert during the second uh, intermission. So definitely check that out. Then the wild go to Denver and play a home and home series against Vegas and then go to Pittsburgh. So that's five straight games against teams in a playoff, uh, uh, mixture 
And uh, as you know, a podcast throughout our platform. Now, the roundtable with uh, Rob Pizzo, Jesse Granger, and myself, the Athletic Hockey Show, uh, is off this week. We'll return April 5th. But if you didn't listen, um, go back and listen to last Wednesday's Athletic Hockey Show where we had Matt Boldy on right after his uh, game-winning buzzer-beating overtime goal in New Jersey and before his two-goal performance in Philadelphia. So Matt playing great hockey right now. Also, Brianna Decker joins Craig Custance and Sean Gentilly on the Athletic Hockey Show USA on Tuesday. So check that out. You can get a new subscription to The Athletic for a dollar a month for 12 months when you visit theathletic.com slash straight from the sources. Offer stands until the end of the month. Again, it's a dollar a month for 12 months when you visit theathletic.com slash straight from the source. The next straight from the source will be back Monday. I am so, 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 so excited about this podcast on uh, this Monday, uh, right after they do Twin Cities Live. I'm sitting down with Mark Roberge and Jerry DePizzo from OAR. Mark is the lead singer. Jerry is plays guitar and sax, and he's just absolutely awesome. And uh, I think anybody that knows me knows I'm a giant OAR fan. I've seen them in concerts uh, in so many different places. So super excited to be joined by Jerry and Mark Roberge and Corey Wong, the Grammy-nominated guitarist. Uh, So really, really excited about that. Talk to you next week, everybody. Everybody.